T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We are joined by the editor-in-chief of Raw Story, our friend, Buffalo Zone, Dave Leventhal. Dave, good morning. Good morning to you, Joe. How are you? Oh, after that Sabres game last night, I'm doing great. <laughs> it wasn't the worst one of the season, that's for sure. No, sure sure wasn't. Uh, hopefully they can uh, keep the winning up. Uh, Dave, we, we were talking earlier in the show about the district change in New York State. We got perspective from here in New York State. You know, there was some talk before the map was released, um, you know, in D.C. about could this be the key for Democrats regaining some seats in Congress? What are people in D.C. saying now that this uh, map has been signed? Well, what I've been hearing is that from folks, uh, especially on the Democratic side, is that it's going to help. But it's not as big as that is some Democrats had hoped. OK, so. You know, I think especially on the far left uh, that you saw a lot of Democrats seeing this as an opportunity to pick up as many as four seats above and beyond uh, what they have right now. And, of course, with the House just hanging by a thread for Republicans right now, just a a small handful of seats separating the Democrats from the Republicans and the Republicans majority from turning into a minority, every seat is going to count uh, this next time around. And I know we say that it seems like every uh, every two years when we have an opportunity to vote, but that, that truly is the case of uh, the past couple when when there's been just literally a hair's breadth between uh, one party and the other and, and who has the majority. So, you know, given everything, I, you know, I think you look at really kind of two districts, uh, one downstate district and one central New York Syracuse district that are going to be profoundly affected, that are are probably going to flip uh, from R's to D's as a result of this map changing. But again, it just underscores not as big as some Democrats had hoped for. And kind of the party line right now, at least uh, on on the Democratic side, is, is that it's a fair map. It's one that will absolutely survive any other court challenge. Uh, so they, they kind of walked a little bit of a fine line here, and this is apparently what we're going to get. And that is, so that's two districts on top of the George Santos district that switched, flipped at the uh, special election, correct? Right, that's correct. Uh, and, and so that, that district, I, I think it's fair to say, is uh, probably going to be a little bit more D than R at this point, too, but not a huge, huge change. And if with George Santos uh, out of the picture, it remains to be seen whether, uh, you know, uh, Tom Swazi is going to be able to hold on to that. Of course, incumbency is a very powerful force. And once you have it, it's difficult for anyone to go and, and beat you. It definitely happens, but it becomes much more difficult 
for Republicans to flip that seat back now that it's been uh, flipped the other way after George Santos flamed out and was kicked out of Congress. And that's one uh, special election, Dave, and we're going to be having another one here uh, at the beginning of next month uh, in NY26. But no, no thought that that's going to be a, a switch, right? Just fill the vacant seat now. Yeah, it would fill the vacancy now. So that, that would be just absolutely shocking and highly unexpected if uh, that, that seat flipped. So status quo, I think, is uh, to be expected there and, uh, and and probably going forward in, in the November election where there will be yet another vote. David, is primary season. Is this the most lackluster primary season you can remember? <laughs> and there's nothing super about Super Tuesday this time around. Donald Trump is almost certainly going to win everything. And so there's 15 states in one territory. I, I suppose if there's going to be any surprise here where Nikki Haley's able to pick up any delegates on Super Tuesday, it it, it uh, might be American Samoa. Uh, <laughs> that's really what she's she's striking for at this point. But any of the other states, particularly the, the big halls, California, Texas, Virginia, it, she's going to get wiped out. And so right now there there's effectively no question as to whether Donald Trump uh, is going to win the nomination just based on voting. And I, I should note a little side note here before Super Tuesday, we actually have the Washington, D.C. Republican primary taking place this weekend. It, it uh, is a vote uh, that is taking place in one location in a hotel just north of downtown. Very odd. But uh, Nikki Haley actually might win this or, or come very close to winning this just because there's no polling here in D.C. It's a very, very, very small Republican voting population in D.C. This is a city where where Democrats rule and most of the people who are registered one way or another are, are Democrats, not Republicans. So, you know, that that could be a little bit of a moral boost for her. But there, there's literally nobody uh, in politics right now who knows anything about politics who thinks that Nikki Haley can somehow turn this around. And, and at this point, uh, just solve the math problem, which is gaining enough delegates to beat Donald Trump. Just simply not going to happen. So after Super Tuesday, I mean, Nikki Haley has pretty much said, right, that she's not going to go. Well, she hasn't said it, but she's only promised to go through Super Tuesday, correct? She has only promised to go through Super Tuesday. So I think we can expect that there is going to be some sort of statement from her coming pretty darn quickly after Super Tuesday as to what her plans are going to be. And, And she really has two options here. Number one is to to drop out and just say, all right, I gave it the best try that I could. It's clear that the Republican Party is not going my way. Uh, It seems unlikely that she's going to endorse Donald Trump, uh, given everything that's happened. But there is a possibility, too, that she's just going to say, well, okay, I'm just going to be the voice of opposition. You may not want me, party, but I'm going to fight and I'm going to continue to go and I'm going to go to all the other states left, including New York State. And I'm going to make the case that Donald Trump is a cancer for the Republican Party and a cancer for the United States, which is exactly the case that she's making. Now, Joe, there's there's another element to this as well. Donald Trump is going to be 78 years old in the spring. There's always a possibility that he could have something happen to him. He could have a health crisis. He, he could not be able to campaign either temporarily or permanently as a result of something that it happened, and it's not a zero possibility. So if you if you want to get really cynical here, and, and I think there's an element to this in Nikki Haley's campaign, if something happens to Donald Trump health-wise, well, who's going to be the next person standing? If she's the only candidate left, 
she wants to be in that conversation. Of course, no guarantee at all that 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 would be the case, that she would be the nominee, but she could at least make the case that, hey, I am the best person to go and beat Joe Biden in November. Look at the polls. Look look at what I could do. You may not like me as much as Donald Trump, but if you want to win this election and you want to beat Joe Biden and you want Republicans to retake the White House, I am the best thing you've got going. That's one thing. And then the other is that Donald Trump is facing four criminal cases in New York and Washington, D.C. and Georgia and in Florida, 91 felony counts that are pending against him. He's just been found liable for business fraud and and uh, sexual abuse uh, in, in the past many months. So he has this massive legal cloud that's hanging over his head. And some of these trials are going to begin at soon, uh, it, per, perhaps in a matter of weeks, uh, uh, in New York State including. And we don't have a calendar yet, but this is going to be happening at least to some degree for Donald Trump in a courtroom parallel to the primary. And if Donald Trump is convicted of something, if Donald Trump loses his freedom and finds himself in jail or in detention or in prison, then Nikki Haley also has a very powerful case to say, look, he's just, what what are we going to have? A president of the United States who's, who's trying to lead the country from behind bars? That's the case that she could make at that point. Now, these may seem at this juncture, at this point in time, pretty out there ideas, but but they're really not. I mean, these cases are real and they're going to happen and there's going to be a verdict at some point. We don't know when, but it could happen sooner than many people think. Nikki Haley wants to be in that conversation as well. So call me crazy. Is there a chance that she gets tapped as the VP? I think that's highly unlikely at this point. Uh, and it you know, you, you we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You can play every parlor game in the world. Donald Trump has definitely shown the uh, capacity for bringing people who have been cast as far out of his orbit as you could imagine back into the fold. Uh, there's a certain element of redemption if it serves Donald Trump's purposes. And uh, could Nikki Haley be in that, that conversation too? I suppose. But Donald Trump also has far better options with people who are big Trump fans, are, are big in MAGA nation, who love Donald Trump, who supported Donald Trump, and who haven't spent the past several months or past many months, really, uh, just throwing every barb that you possibly can uh, at Donald Trump. So uh, that it, it almost seems a little masochistic that Donald Trump would pick Nikki Haley as his running mate. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's also no zero chance, too, there that, that there is at least a little bit 
although I think uh, at this point in time, it's highly, highly, highly unlikely. So, Dave, let's look at the primaries, right, because uh, President Joe Biden is also on a ballot in primary states as well. You look at the two primaries, obviously, I think we know what we're heading towards, as you just said, in November, unless something happens. Um, Is there anything that we've learned, though, in these primaries? Well, we've, we've learned a few things. Number one, that Donald Trump's uh, support in his base is incredibly strong, but it's limited. And there are people within the Republican Party who are not enthused by Donald Trump. Those are the ones who are voting 20, 30, 40 percent uh, within some of these primaries for Nikki Haley. And, and, and the question there is, OK, well, Donald Trump needs those people. Donald Trump needs to have those Republicans vote for him come November, are they all going to come and vote for him? Are they going to stay home? Are they going to vote for Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Uh, Are are they going to do something else? And and I think those are all serious questions that Donald Trump is facing. So he he has every reason to feel great right now because of the way that this primary is going for him. He has obliterated his competition. Tim Scott and Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy and and the rest of the crew, they, they all fell by the wayside. And Nikki Haley, although she's still, of course, in the race, is, is getting obliterated as well. But but that's just a small part of the story, especially as we truly do go into a general election mode. So that that's the Trump side. And, and the big, big question for him from a, a voting and electoral and campaigning uh, standpoint. Joe Biden, on the other hand, has his own problems. OK, so he's going to be the nominee, too. He, this is a cakewalk that he's having to the nomination. But he's having massive questions within the Democratic Party about his age, whether he is somebody who truly is going to have what it takes to serve this country over the next four years. So there's a lot of Democrats who are going to support Joe Biden. They, they are going to vote for Joe Biden. But you you may have some Democrats, too, who go another direction. Maybe it's Cornell West or, or or Jill Stein, the Green Party likely nominee, or they stay home as well. So we, we have an enthusiasm gap, I think, uh, for both sides right now, both for Donald Trump and for Joe Biden. Joe Biden's voter base is bigger, uh, but it's also less enthusiastic than Donald Trump's right now. So Joe Biden is really going to have to do something over the next many months to convince people that they should get excited for him, they should campaign for him, and ultimately that they should vote for him. And and right now he's not doing so well. Uh, he, he, he does not have, I think by any definition, a uh, healthy campaign going on right now where, where people are are feeling, uh, you know, Obama 2008 vibes or something like that. No, that's just not present this time around. People are not very excited about Joe Biden, even if they support Joe Biden and want to vote for him. You know, it is interesting because one of the names you hear floated around uh, if um, Biden wasn't going to run was Gavin Newsom. And it seems like he's been on the campaign trail for Joe Biden this week, uh, hitting up most of the media outlets. Yeah, and and he has made it very clear, governor of California, that he supports Joe Biden fully. He's not going to challenge Joe Biden. He's not going to try to get in Joe Biden's way. Nothing of the sort. But if something happened to Joe Biden, who is himself 81 years old, questions abound as to, to whether he has lost his edge, whether he you know, has the physical and the mental endurance for another four years as president of the United States. If for some reason Joe Biden had to step off the trail because of a health issue or something else, Gavin Newsom, I think, would instantaneously be in the conversation for replacing Joe Biden. Again, no indication at all that anything of the sort is going to happen. And I think everyone can presume right now that 
Donald Trump and Joe Biden both are going to be the nominees of their respective party. But again, big asterisks here. If something was to happen, what next? And on the uh, on the D side, you definitely have Gavin Newsom in that mix. Uh, obviously, Kamala Harris, the vice president, would very much be in that mix, too. But she's not very popular. She's not popular nationwide. She's not even that popular within Democratic Party. So she, although it seems like she would be the odds on favorite or the most conventional choice to immediately slot in because she's literally going to be on the ticket, right? Uh, it, it's not a question of, well, who's Donald Trump going to pick for the vice presidency? Joe Biden has already made that decision. <laughs> it's Kamala Harris. She, she's going to be on the ballot. Uh, so, yeah, would, would she be the nominee? It's not guaranteed. And somebody like a Gavin Newsom or a Gretchen Whitmer or, or you could maybe name two or three other people might be other options And what would turn from uh, a convention in Chicago for the Democrats that is right now a foregone conclusion into what very well could be a floor fight of some sort were Joe Biden to somehow uh, not be on the ticket or stand for re-election in, in the midst of the next four and a half months before the convention. Let's bring it back to the days, Dave, where everything was done at the convention. That seems like it would be uh, very entertaining television. Uh, yeah, you'd have to go back to the 60s for uh, that that really to, to be true in a, a meaningful way. It would be about as entertaining as uh, anything, and I bet we would get some really darn good ratings uh, for those who care about those things. But uh, it it all, you know, would, would just simply depend on, on unforeseen circumstances uh, coming into play that uh, are, are not the case right now. I think we can expect that the Republicans and in Milwaukee in July are, are going to have a, a big honking Donald Trump party. And, and that's what we can expect right now until, other, until otherwise notified by circumstances on the ground. And, and same deal with with the Democrats, but a little bit different, too, in the sense that I, I think that there's going to have to be a much bigger case to be made to the nation and almost to a uh, a, a, an opportunity, but also a challenge for the Democrats to kind of prove to the nation, especially those Democrats who are not crazy about Joe Biden, independents who are a small but incredibly powerful uh, factor in, in, in terms of those who are truly undecided, don't know who they're going to vote for, and, and definitely any kind of anti-Trumpers who do lean conservative and who, who are Republicans or independent conservatives who are going to need some big reason to not vote for either Donald Trump or to not stay home and actually vote for Joe Biden. So there's a little bit more of a broader message I think the Democrats are, are going to have to to broadcast and, and telegraph to the nation um, because of the, the questions surrounding Joe Biden right now. Final question. Uh, Mitch McConnell has announced that he will not um be the leader after September, who are the leading candidates in the Senate uh, to take over the GOP leadership? Well, you got three Johns, <laughs> strangely enough. Uh, you got uh, Barrasso, you've got Cornyn, uh, and Thune, uh, three senators uh, who are all there, uh, two of whom are relatively uh, up in age themselves, 60s, 70s. And, you know, it's uh, going to likely be one of those three. And uh, there's Possibly the the J.D. Vance's of the world, a freshman senator from uh, from Ohio who might uh, potentially be in that conversation, could throw his hat in the ring, but no indication that that's going to happen just yet. Uh, so what we do know is that you're likely going to have somebody in that slot who is going to be 
more of a true supporter of Donald Trump than Mitch McConnell certainly ever was. Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump uh, having a notoriously cold and rocky relationship over the past several years, and likely one of the reasons why Mitch McConnell picked this point in time to announce that he would be stepping away at uh, at the end of this year and not uh, not staying on as leader, although it at least at this juncture does appear likely that he's going to stay in the Senate, and the plan does seem to be that he's going to serve out his term for another couple more years, um, but but do kind of what Nancy Pelosi did in, in the House, which is step out of leadership but still stay in the body, in, in that case, the U.S. House. All right. Dave Leventhal, uh, editor-in-chief of Raw Story. Dave, always great catching up with you. Likewise. Take care, Jeff. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 